Hello and welcome to the Green Bowl podcast. We are back tonight with a preview for our trip up to the northeast to play Newcastle at St James's Park. I am delighted to be joined by Thomas tonight. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, I'm really good. Looking forward to tomorrow's game. Hopefully, uh, go and get a decent result. Let's hope so. Um, it is just me and you tonight, so there will just be two voices for people to listen to. Um, you weren't on the the Chelsea review podcast, um, so I just want to ask you, just briefly, um, what did you make of the performance? And most importantly, Vinicius's performance, because you were speaking very highly of him on the review podcast we did for that. Uh, yeah, that was obviously it's an incredible result. Uh, you guys obviously spoke uh, spoke at length about it on the on the Chelsea review, and uh, yeah, I think. Um, yeah, it was a great result. Fantastic night. <clears throat> um, I was I was actually there myself in the Johnny Haynes stand, and you know, took a, took in all the atmosphere and everything before the game. And yeah, it was just a just a fantastic night. You know, one of those nights that you live long in the memory. In terms of Vinicius, I thought he led the line brilliantly uh, from from minute one. He was bullying the Chelsea centre backs, causing all sorts of trouble. Creating space for Pereira, Willian, and uh, Bobby Reed, and uh, yeah, I thought I thought personally with the first within the first 10, 15 minutes or so when I saw him doing that and you know non-stop running trying to get hold of the ball and just basically just being a nuisance. He's not Mitrovic, but he knows what his game's about, and I think the work Marco Silva's done with him it deserves a lot of credit. And uh, yeah, obviously. I don't know where Keppel was going, but it doesn't matter because the ball found him and he stuck it away. And, you know, you saw from his celebration how much it meant to him. And, you know, that's all all we can ask for as fans really is to have players that have that sort of passion that want to play for our team. And I spoke really highly of him um, on the on the preview of the Chelsea Chelsea game. And I, and I, I, I believed that he would, uh, would come good. And, yeah, I just think that um, now that he's got that goal, Hopefully now people will get off his back a little bit and he can he can kick on in the Fulham shirt. Yeah, you know players aren't oblivious to social media. I'm pretty sure they'll they'll read all the comments. They'll need all, they'll read all the negative reactions and you know Fulham's Twitter feed isn't always the happiest of places, uh, especially for people like uh, Vinicius James. And I think the relief. You could just see it pour out of him after the, the goal went in. Um, but you're right, I'm not sure what Keppel was doing. Some still some some are saying he's still looking for the for the ball to land somewhere. Um but going on to Newcastle, um, they've been amazing this season. Um, enjoyable to watch. But in the reverse fixture, we suffered our heaviest defeat of the season. But we did go down to ten men after six minutes after a very, very silly challenge from Shadowbar. Um and it was a challenge which a lot of people questioned whether you'd see him again in a Fulham shirt. Um, how does tomorrow game prove to be different, Tom? I think it's different because the form we're in now, we're we're a bit further into the season. Um, I think you know the boys will be wanting a bit of revenge, uh, but obviously you know, the key, the key aspects are the fact that. Instead of Chalabar, there's Palina, and instead of Vinicius, there'll be Mitrovic, who obviously came off 
with that foot injury that he was carrying, I think after Newcastle went 1-0 up. So it was almost, you know, dead and buried after about 20 minutes that game, wasn't it, really? Um, I think, I know Anthony Robinson's missing tomorrow uh, and Kazawa played that, that game as well. And let's face it, he didn't have the best of days against Almiron. But I think the... Um, the um, the backing that Marco Silva's given him, hopefully he'll be able to come in and, and do a good job uh, replacing Robinson t- tomorrow. Um, but it's not going to be easy. Uh, you know they've got the best defensive record in the league. They they haven't been beaten at home this season. So I think you know we're all well aware that going up there is it's it's definitely not going to be an easy game. But the way we're playing. You just never know. The, the way the boys are playing, you never know. Yeah, and winning breeds confidence. Um, since we've returned from the World Cup, all we know how to do is win. Um, and most of those wins have been dogged performances where we have had to, to dig in and fight for our lives at times. Uh, as you rightly said, tomorrow we're going to have Paulinia back, who is a huge difference and would be a huge difference to any team in the Premier League, in my opinion. Uh, we have a fully, well, not a fully fit Mitrovic, but we have a fitter Mitrovic than, than played in the reverse fixture. I, ca- I can't see the same scoreline. Um, th- the fixture does worry me a bit, but, you know, at St. James's Park, we, we don't have too bad of a record in the last sort of 10 years. I think we've lost a few, we've won a few, drawn a few. So we can go there with a bit of confidence. Um but as you pointed out, Robinson is suspended for tomorrow, which I assume Kazawa comes in. Uh, and Mitrovic surely comes in for Vinicius. Can you see any other changes to the squad tomorrow that started against Chelsea on Thursday? Yeah, I can. I can see a couple more. Just because of the quick turnaround, the fact that Newcastle got two extra days on us um, to rest, I can see probably Diop coming in for Tosin. Um, I think that's I think that's probably the natural replacement. A lot of people probably think that's that's one that's going to happen. Um, but I can also see maybe Bobby Reed dropping out because um, he's played a lot of football since the return, um, and maybe more more just the fact that we have that depth now. We have Wilson fit. We have James. We have Solomon. William could switch to the right, and Solomon could come in on the left. Um, and it's great to have that sort of depth. On the on the wings, um, so yeah, I, th- I can see maybe one of one of Wilson, James, or Solomon coming in for, for Bobby Reed as well. But other than that, I think that the the core of the team will will, st- will stay the same. Yeah, it would be nice to see Solomon start again. I think you're right. I think Bobby Reed has played a lot of football, uh, especially since the uh, return of the from the World Cup. So I I think we need to see more of Solomon because he is being held in high regard by a lot of the uh, Fulham faithful. So I, for one, especially on the big pitch, um, you know, when we have the ball, we need to make the most of it. Uh, because as you said, Newcastle are unbeaten at home this season, but it was a first time for everything. So I'm hoping that uh, tomorrow is the day where that unbeaten home run is broken. But they are Newcastle are flying high, and it is quite nice actually seeing someone, someone else in the top four other than your usual suspects like City, Liverpool, Tottenham, United, Arsenal. You know, they have turned a corner and they've not gone about it how some people would have expected. Yes, they've spent a bit of money. 
they've brought in Bruno Gamares. They've, you know, they have a, a very stable squad now. Um, what do you expect them to to achieve come May? Um, do you think they that they can stay in the top four, or do you think they would just miss out and finish fifth, sixth? Um, well, I, I saw already how I think it was yesterday in his preview for the game saying that they're not actively looking to sign anyone uh, in this window. Um, obviously, you know, managers can say that in a press conference and not mean it at all. But if that is the case, I do think that they'll just about miss out on, on the Champions League just because if they get some injuries in certain areas, I think their replacements aren't, aren't the greatest. So, like, let's say Kieran Trippier gets a long-term injury. I think it's Javier Manquillo that comes in. Although, seeing the way that they play, a bit similar to Fulham, whoever seems to come in seems to pick up where the other person left off. And, you know, again, that's testament to, to Eddie Howe and Jason Tindall and their team there because he's created a mentality similar to, to the likes of what we've got at the moment of Fulham with Marco Silva and Bo Morte. So, I think we're going to see two very attacking teams tomorrow, high press from both sides. And I think it'll be a good game to watch. Um, I can see Newcastle finish in, in in the top four if they don't get injuries. But I think if they pick up a few injuries, I, I can see them just dropping out, finishing maybe Europa League. Because we're seeing now, I think tonight we've seen that Chelsea are, are close to signing Midrick. Um, you know, Man United are added, have added their course. The, the, the teams that aren't, really in it you know Liverpool they added Gakpo they're going to get injured players back as well and I think the second half of the season it's those teams are going to make a a beeline for the top four so Newcastle I think if they if they want to stay there they they should be looking into the into the transfer window well you're talking of top four but you seem to forget him we're only four points from top four (laughs) we win We win tomorrow and we go one point off the top four with Tottenham to play next weekend or next Monday. Um, Next Monday night, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, by the time the FA Cup comes around, we could be sitting in fourth. But um, we won't get too far ahead of ourselves. But um, (laughs) for me personally, growing up, I remember Newcastle playing uh, European football. Always been a massive club. I know they've had difficult times in the past, but the, the fan base... You know, whenever I've been to Newcastle myself, they've always been welcoming. I would like to see them finish in the top four. Um, and I think the reason why they're not spending probably this January is probably two reasons that Eddie, Eddie Howe's happy with a squad he's, what he's got. But also, if they don't spend too much this season, if they do get Champions League football, then that's the next process for them with the financial backing that they've got. They can then sign those big stars. So, you know, someone like James Madison will probably elevate them to the next level. And then the sort of players that they're hoping to buy will change to what they could have bought in the last summer. And that's purely because they'll have more money to spend and they're not going to get in trouble by the uh, FFP. Um, but no, I think they, they'll they just finish fourth. I don't think Chelsea are going to talk for top four at all now. I think they're too far off it. And even when they get their squad back, I think they'll just be too far adrift with not many games left to be able to make that up. But you look at the league, like Liverpool got battered by Brighton today. There's yeah, so, I saw that, yeah. <laughs> so many teams are just in turmoil. That 
from 13th down to 20th. I think there's like two points in there. It's a funny old league this season, and I'm not ruling anything out. So that sort of tongue-in-cheek comment I said about being four points off four, <laughs> you know, we could be sitting here come May and actually being in the top six. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll stop there. We'll stop talking about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> but regarding the game tomorrow, how do we win it? Uh, I think because the you know they've got such a good defensive record, I think we've we've got to get the ball early into Mitrovic, early crosses into the box, and I think that's where Kozawa could could come into his own because he has got ability of crossing the ball, which is something that Robinson has been in question of um, for a while now. Robinson gets us up the pitch quickly, but. If we're cutting back and we're, um, you know, we're getting getting the ball in from the byline early on, um, I think Mitrovic probably has the better of the centre halves, to be honest. Um, but I do think that set pieces will play a big part tomorrow in both boxes. Um, it's a really tough one. I think it's a really tough game. Obviously, you know, like you say, their record's got to go at some point, and why not us with the form we're in? Um, how we win it is is a really really tough question to be honest. I, I don't I don't know. That's that's up to Marco Silva. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I saw an interesting stat last week that Newcastle haven't lost a game when Sven Botman's been playing. Um, yeah. So I'm actually quite excited to see the uh, the battle of Botman against Mitro. Um, and a bit like Thursday night. We have a an ex player in our squad in Mitrovic, um, and he can win a game out of nothing. So getting him the ball early, um, I think Andreas is going to be key. You know, if you can get the ball to Mitrovic early, hold that ball up, you know, and then Pereira comes into it. He can spray the passes around, but we have to be wary with set pieces because Kieran Trippier's delivery is probably as good as any in the Premier League. So we are going to have to be on form in both boxes. But I just think with Paulinia coming back and playing against Newcastle for the first time, <clears throat> I'm hoping they see us as a soft touch. Um, or I'm sure they won't. But I think Silva will make a few changes. And yeah, I, I think if you look at the bookies, for example, they're very favourite. They favour Newcastle heavily. Yeah. Which, which surprises me a little bit, considering you know we've beaten some big teams recently. We've won every game, and we're doing well. So on that note, Thomas, give us a score prediction because you was right on Thursday uh, for the Thursday oh, game. Um, unfortunately, Thibaut's not here to agree with you. Um, <laughs> I, I may disagree with you, depending on what you go for. I think that. It will be quite an open attacking game. And I think Newcastle, um, they won't really know the type of Fulham that are going to hit them because obviously the reverse fixture, we just seven minutes and then we sat back. So our attacking intent, I think I think the game will probably end up a draw. And I'm probably going to go for a 2-2 two, two draw. 2-2. Two, two. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it quite the opposite. I think it will be quite 
quite tight, quite cagey early on. Um, I think the form they're in, and I know we're in good form as well, but at home, the most important thing is to silence that crowd. Because when the uh, Newcastle faithful do, you know, let rip, it, it can be quite a hostile place. I think... Yeah, def- definitely. But I'm also thinking towards the fact that they have a semi-final on the horizon mm. as well. So ah, maybe some, you know, that's a factor that might play into some of their minds. It's not, you know, Newcastle don't very often get into semi-finals. It's a really good opportunity because City are out the cup now to, to get into the final. You know, I, I guess I'm just thinking ahead to that. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I think it'll be an open game tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to go for a, a KG 1-1. Uh, <laughs> well, at least we agree on the draw. Yeah, we agree on something. Uh, the the, uh, the outcome of the game will be points shared. But, you know, I think we've got a bit, a bit of a free hit tomorrow because we're going to be in six regardless. Um, I think if we win, again, we close that gap to fourth. And I've said it before, but, you know, why not start looking up? But, yeah, I'll go for a 1-1. I think we'll score first. Uh, try and hold on and fail to do so but you know if we come away with anything tomorrow it's a great result but I don't think there's anything to be fearful of yes we lost heavily on the reverse fixture but as we've pointed out a lot went wrong and everything that could go wrong did Um, just try and keep Alma on quiet Bruno Gomez I'm not sure if Callum Wilson's fit I think he is so um, yeah Everyone travelling up to Newcastle tomorrow, uh, wherever they are today, safe journey. Enjoy the game and hopefully we're back on air tomorrow night talking about yet another Fulham win uh, in 2023. Um, Tom, any final words before we uh, finish the pod? Yeah, just a word on the the gentleman who collapsed in H2 on Thursday. Um, Obviously, the club released a statement saying that he's doing much better in hospital. So uh, just our thoughts are with him and his family. Hopefully he's back at Craven Cottage very soon. Absolutely. Um, and I thought it was a classy touch from Fulham to to do that. Um, so us at the Green Pole, we send our um, best wishes to the gentleman who did fall ill and his family. Hopefully he does get a, make a speedy recovery and he's back at the cottage in no time to see us finish top four come May. Um, have a good evening, Tom, and uh, we'll, we'll speak tomorrow. Yep, see ya.